You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. In the year 2003, Clemens wins his 300th as the Yankees have beaten St. Louis 5-2. Clemens has come on the field and getting a standing ovation from the sold-out 55,000 at Yankee Stadium. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go, Wednesday morning. Good morning to you, the Eddie Scazzeri. What is up? How you doing, man? Nice to see you. And across from me, wearing his 1982 St. Louis Cardinals World Series champion shirt. His name is Al Ozzie Dukes. What's up? Good morning there, Jerry. I was seeing a lot of talk uh, on the radio station yesterday. A lot of talk. I was listening. Sound, these guys talk a lot of sports. But we are a sports station. All yes. right, fair enough. That makes uh, more sense now that you say that. But yeah. uh, I was listening, you know, in the afternoon as well, and they're like, uh, there was a lot of talk yesterday about Brian Dable and the tablet. Did he throw the tablet at uh, uh, he just Daniel Jones? Flicked it. Uh, was he showing up, Daniel Jones, with the tablet? And then I was thinking, like, should we even have tablets in football, Jerry? Well, they replaced the photos that used to come down on the uh, the laundry wire. If you and remember did, back it, in the day. Back in what day? Like when did they? I remember that in the eighties, where they would you, they would get the photos from from the booth. Showing what formations and different things that the other teams are doing, trying to make like adjustments. That. All right, well, that's been going on uh, for a hundred years. Yeah, I, I don't like it. Okay, I so think you this, want everything out? Not everything, but I think like. This is part of the reason why, you know, like somebody is a really, really good football player in college. They're like really good, Jerry. Yeah. But then they come to the NFL and they're not good. Correct. Like a football player is, you're either good at football or you're not. Then you get to the NFL, they've complicated everything. Yes, but you're also playing with the best of the best now. Right, but now. sometimes you don't stand out. But now you also have to be like intelligent and stuff. You have to do that in college, too. Having been in many college yeah. film studies, they're doing the same stuff. I don't know about uh, high schools. I don't know if it's trickled down that far, but I will tell you. I mean, I was in with, with Norris Wilson at Columbia back in the day. We're talking 15 years ago now. I mean, it was it was pretty high tech. You'd be amazed. It's, I, it's not that far off from what you see in the NFL. I'm not saying they have tablets on the sideline. They don't. Yeah. But at least I don't believe they do. But I'm telling you, man, they look at stuff. The the coordinators get it immediately, and they pass it down. It's it's happening at, at like the college that. level. I want everything to be done at field level. Well, it's a good thing you're not a coach. If you, you can't worry about it. if you can't see formations on the field, and you need. Uh, but even if you don't see them on the field, you're still going to be on the phone getting them. 
Yeah, I don't know. I just, this, the whole tablet thing is like, and then like you complicate everything. So you have a, a guy who's a good quarterback, and you get out there and you're going Z right and three. Well, now, time out. Now you got to talk to Boomer. That's stupid. Now you got to talk to Boomer about this stuff. You're telling me, Jerry, that if, let's say I get a, a team, I get a lot of really good players. Right. They ain't the smartest guys, mm-hmm. but I've got good players. Right. Athletically good, but dumb. Yeah. And I go in there as a coach, and I listen. We're going to run to the right, so block that way. Have you not heard Boomer's story? His stories about how dumb his team was with the Jets? Yeah, but um, but we, but we, they're still making Boomer go Z23, XY, bump out, boss left. Like, why? So everybody's on the same down, page. Yeah, but why can't I go in the huddle and go like this? You down and out. You down and in. Sweep left. Uh, and then I got to get to the line. Think of how you're a wide receiver. You go trudging to the line, Jerry. You're all nervous because, like, the game is on the line. Sure. And now you got to remember what ZX34XY right. boss means. So you're in the huddle, and I say to you, Al, run to the 40, turn, and stop. Yeah. Because the other team's been playing man-to-man the entire half. Yes. Then you get out there, and quarterback Boomer sees that it's not man-to-man. It's more of a zone, and there's a safety shading over to your side standing at the 40-yard line. Is Boomer going to say, well, just go to the 40 turn and I'll throw it to you with two defenders there? Or am I going to notice that and say, you know what? A post pattern might be good because the inside is completely wide open. Good quarterback is going to see the different formation in the defense and say, yeah, let's change that because that's wide open. Why would I run into a double into a double team? Yeah. I don't know. I just, We've complicated football. I don't think you're wrong from the standpoint of it's, we're way over the top, but there are reasons why you go up to the line of scrimmage and change plays. Yeah. This is a better conversation for him, though, than me. I only played quarterback for three games. I'm just saying, we got tablets. We've got uh, shots from the sky. It's just... We do. We do. And it's only going to get worse with technology. Worse How so? And worse. Well, did you think there'd be computers on the side, basically computers on the sideline 15 years ago with these tablets? No. Right. So who knows? Maybe maybe we'll have, like, um, artificial intelligence and holograms on the sidelines Going over the plays. I don't know. Nothing would shock me anymore. Maybe we'll all get... You know how, like, in the world, you can't go anywhere without people staring at their phones? Yeah. Maybe each player brings their phone with them. On the field? Yeah. And then just looks... It's a pretty high-contact game. Not so sure that would go well. You have a padded padded iPhone case that you... A padded iPhone? Yeah, that you put in your, like... Well, they have wristbands already. Like, the quarterback has wristbands. Yeah. In baseball, they have cards now for where they should be against certain players defensively aligned. I mean, they they do that stuff. Like, when did they start letting uh, quarterbacks have uh, headsets in their... That I don't know. Eddie, what would you say? Maybe the 90s? Like, Roger Staubach wasn't getting Tom Landry. No, Tom Landry used to run the plays in. Remember, he used to shuffle in who? Meredith and um, what's his name? Play after play? Remember? Morton. And Craig Morton, right. Dandy Don Meredith. Like, they would switch plays and run in with each player. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it got it got technically advanced, I would say, in the early 90s, I would say. Yeah, I remember being on the sideline and seeing the helmet with the green sticker, and they would be on charging mounts to charge yeah. the receiver. Yeah, and that's probably the early parts of that, I would think. Yeah, yeah that was like that. about mid-90s. Yeah. I want all technology out, Jerry. Yeah, well, good. All of it. Why don't you call Roger Goodell and see if you can get that done? I will call him today. It'll You're be, not calling Roger that Goodell. My... I would love to see you call Roger Goodell's office. No, I was calling for Roger Goodell, and I would say this, Jerry. He's expecting my call. That would be good. Maybe you'll get I'd him on the phone. Like, oh, better get right through to him. You think he would remember Boomer and Gio more so than he remembered Chris Russo? 
Yes. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I would just lead with Boomer's name. <laughs> I understand. I know. He did play in the league and was an MVP. 1988 MVP <laughs> Boomer Esiason. And I work with him. I always say 89. You say was that because that's when the Super Bowl was? Yeah, the Super Bowl was in 89. He Damn was it. 1988 MVP. I always tell though. people 89 MVP. I wonder who the runner-ups were for MVP in 1988. Like, I, who was hot on Boomer's heels? Just Google it. I am. Right. Thank you very much. 1988 NFL MVP. Like, was there boring. another quarterback? Was there a uh, running back? You know, back then, uh, Jerry, the running backs used to really All like, right, you ready? pound the ball. Uh, winning with 40% of the vote was Boomer Esiason. Mm. Coming in second, and then there's a drop-off. No, well, no, the first three are actually pretty good. Uh, 21% of the vote was Randall Cunningham. Oh, he was good. Of the Eagles. I don't, And I don't think you would ever get number three and four because of the positions they play. Because I think we automatically go to quarterback. Number three in the voting, with 20% of the vote, was Roger Craig. Running back. Not the manager of the, of the Giants. Uh, him. The, the running back guy. of the Niners, yep. yeah. And then Mike Singletary was fourth when he wanted winners when he was with the Bears. He got 8% of the vote. And then, you know what's so funny? And I only bring this up because he was in the MVP conversation. I do not. This guy finished fifth in the MVP voting that year. Now, Warren Moon and Herschel Walker finished after him in the voting. Uh, Keith Millard. I don't even know who that is. The name is familiar. Is he a lineman, offensive lineman, nose tackle. Wow, of the Vikings. Oh, really? He finished fifth in the MVP <laughs> voting. Yeah, that's People crazy. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember him at all. But then again, I wasn't watching the Vikings in the uh, in the eighties. We, we were not. Have, didn't have red zone or or the the ticket at that point. Right. The only thing I remember from the Vikings in the eighties is the Tommy Kramer hail mary pass in Cleveland that Ahmad Rashad caught. Sure. In the end zone, that was it. That was it for the Vikings in the No, 80s. that's not true. You remember Tony Dorsett in the Metrodome oh, yeah. going 99 yards. That Danny White handed him the ball off. That was cool. And he was gone. Gone. Right yeah. down the sideline. Singletary, by the way, did win Defensive Player of the Year. All right. Well, that's a fair uh, thing for him. There you go. That's a fair thing for him to win. Mm. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Then the other thing that uh, really bugged me yesterday, Jerry, about Twitter is, you know, Aaron Rodgers was on Pat McAfee. He was. And he called Travis Kelsey Mr. Pfizer. Uh, you know, Mr. Pfizer, we kind of shut him down a little bit. He didn't have, you know, his, like, crazy impact game. Well, then, forget it. After that, every single human with a Twitter account tweeted it out. Like, we saw it. If you're not one of the first... I didn't. Like... Okay, Adam Schefter tweeted. Um, uh, 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 who's the other guy who goes on there? Ian Rappaport. Ian Rappaport tweeted. Okay, we're good. I don't need Paul Rosenberg from WFIN tweeting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Why you follow? It. Unfollow. Well, I'm not following him. But <laughs> if I go to the For You section. See, I, don't, I never Sometimes do that. I click on it to see what's going on from other people that I don't follow. Yeah. But like, we don't. I don't need Pat Boyle putting out, you know? I don't need to put it out. Like yeah. the main football people. You know, are I had it out. no idea about any of this until I walked in this morning. What? I didn't. 
I wasn't on Twitter at all yesterday. I basically went from the golf course to the baseball practice field um, to the shower to bed. And I did watch some of the baseball last. I was watching um, some Zach Wheeler uh, yesterday. But for the most part, I I didn't log in. I came to work. I logged on. I'm like, oh, let's see what Pat McAfee, I knew he was on. And so uh, when I searched, you know, the uh, the Aaron Rod, that first thing popped up. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I listen. You know how long he was on for? 40 minutes. 50. 50 minutes. 50 minutes. That's pretty so cool. So I've only gotten through 26 minutes. I already have like 18 cuts from that thing. Yeah, I was going to say, most of the good stuff gets right online. Boom. Yeah, yes. But I feel like they take the top one or two things and they blow it up. It's a lot of good stuff from it, though. I think like uh, the next phase of Twitter should be, like, let's say uh, Cancel. News, news like that happens. Like, um, oh, uh, Aaron Rodgers calls Travis Kelsey Mr. Pfizer. And then let's say... Ian Rappaport gets it up there. The next person that tries to do it, they go, someone already did this. Just retweet. So how would you do that exactly? I don't know. It's like if you have a thought on something crazy going on at the Jersey Shore, or would there be keywords that if you were first, no one else could do it? Yeah, like someone at Twitter would go, would punch in Mr. Pfizer, and anyone who tried to type in Mr. Pfizer would be like, Ian Rappaport already got it, just retweet his. You have a very busy day. You have to call Roger Goodell, Uh and now you have to call Elon Musk. Okay. Like, when are you going to get this done? I guess, uh, I don't know, probably between noon and eight. <laughs> I got eight hours. <laughs> you do have, I, listen, I've told you that many times. You've got plenty of time. Eight solid hours of commercial free <laughs> calling. <laughs> they also then, of course, everyone went, oh, really? Travis Kelsey's Mr. Pfizer, is he? Because you get a, get a check from Johnson & Johnson. That and is true. They had a vaccine, too. That is very true. Now, Truth watching bombs. watching the interview, if anyone actually did watch it, went on to say how they're friends. They had video of them talking on the field and yucking it up. He and Travis Kelsey? They go back a long time. Oh, yes. right. So this is nothing other than him just having some fun. It is weird that Travis Kelsey's doing commercials for Pfizer. Every No, no. He's doing commercials for every American company known yeah. to man right now. He did a commercial for Experian. Yeah, they got the chunky like, soup what? commercial. I mean, it's uh, he's probably got how many commercials right now? Lots. If I ask you, no, I know lots. But I know you, the problem is double the, digits. Would you say the Kelsey? Just brothers, Google it. The Kelsey brothers are becoming the Manning brothers. You're they're right about everywhere, that. Everywhere, well, and they're wearing thin. Their act. You, let me ask you this: Is Travis Kelsey in more commercials than Patrick Mahomes, or is Patrick yeah. Mahomes in more commercials than Kelsey? I'm gonna say uh, the Kelsey brothers now. Because everyone thinks that. they're like the next cool thing. All right, here we go. Travis, in the past 30 days, how about this number? In the past 30 days, commercials featuring Travis Kelsey have had 38,000 airings. I knew I saw That's a lot of that crazy. guy's face. That's nuts. It's a lot. Yeah, I don't know. He doesn't have the personality for it to me. Well, he's got some personality because uh, Taylor Swift likes him. You think he gets more commercials now? Yeah, oh, for sure. With the, well, with he's got to cash in right now while this is still going. When does this end, by the way? Like when, does, uh, when do they break? By up? the it's end of the season, for sure. End of the season. Like when? by the playoffs, they they will not be together. That's okay. my prediction. By playoffs, fair enough. They got a few more weeks left. Okay. Of summer loving. Patrick Mahomes. So I'm gonna get you. Yeah, it's not close. Remember, I said thirty-eight thousand. Yeah. In the past thirty days, commercials featuring Patrick Mahomes. Have totaled 152,000 airings. So Travis Kelsey's 
beating him easily, no problems. Yeah, and actually, T-Mobile, the NFL app, Subway, uh, State Farm, Frito-Lay. Oh, my God. It goes on and on. Adidas, FanDuel, Essentials Water. It just goes on and on. Head and Shoulders is his newest one. I have seen that one. Hellsberg Diamonds. (laughs) I mean, my God. That's a tough product to bring up. You know, I'm bald, so I have no hair. But if you bring head and shoulders, you're shopping and you have to carry a head and shoulders up to the. Yeah. It's like, hi, I have dandruff. Please check me out so I can get out of here. Pretty much. I mean, those there's a lot of embarrassing products in the drugstore. Condoms. Why? Is it, why are they embarrassing? It's just it's awkward. Not embarrassing. Awkward. Oh, I got it. you it in terms awkward. of buying them. Yeah, in terms of buying. Them. I got gotcha. you. Here's a Head and Shoulders. I have uh, dandruff, but I'm also having sex, so I need these condoms. That would be some purchase right there. Condoms, lube, and Head and Shoulders. Head and Shoulders. <laughs> I don't want any flakes tonight. <laughs> and a laxative. <laughs> yeah, that's another tough one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you ever see the enemas? No, I haven't. Oh, my gosh. I used to work in drug fair many years ago. Did you test them out? I didn't test them out, but me and my friend Paul, we worked there together. and uh, on Test the... them out on each other. <laughs> <laughs> we did not test out animals on each other. <laughs> but if you looked on the, the packaging of the enema, it had like a, not a stick figure, but an outline of a human. Right. Not a... F- bent over, <laughs> showing you where to insert the... Insert that... Here. Yeah, the tip of the enema <laughs> and how to do it. I was like, ooh, that looks crazy. Just be thankful that you haven't had to do that. Correct. Right? You've never had one. I think I've had enemas when I was a kid. But, but why? I don't know. I think I was constipated. Were your parents just experimenting on you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Possibly. That sounds horrible. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. But as an adult, you haven't had to get one. No, I haven't, luckily. Because, you know, when you go for a colonoscopy, if you don't feel like you're fully cleared out, they want you to do one of those before you head out to the uh, no, facility. No, we, we know. That's why the last doctor you used has never seen you since. Yeah, he was mad at me. That did not, by the way, the, the latest uh, Head & Shoulders commercial, which I just remembered from seeing the uh, little paragraph here, Features Troy Palomalu, and Palomalu is a mini Palomalu in the woman's hair. <laughs> it's actually very funny. You've seen it? Yeah, I saw it yesterday, actually, during the baseball game. So I have seen it. I was, I believe it or not, I did watch, not much, but I did see some of the uh, Twins and Blue Jays. Oh, you watched a little Twins Blue I Jays action. I saw I saw a bunch of stuff yesterday. That was daytime baseball? Yeah, well, I actually, yes, that was daytime baseball. But I wasn't home for much of the day. I got home. I saw 10 minutes of that. Then I was back out. Then I was home. I watched Zach Wheeler. So I saw some. I saw that the Twins have lost 18 straight. Well, until yesterday. Playoff games. Correct. And then they won yesterday. They won yesterday. Yeah. Um, What the hell is his name? Royce, uh, whatever. Hit two home runs. What was interesting about that? And we'll take a break one second. Um, So he hits the two home runs. So Kay and A-Rod did that game on ESPN. Alex Rodriguez was basically intimating that the twins were cheating, that they knew what pitches were coming. Is that right? I shouldn't say cheating, but he, he made it very clear that they know something because um, Kevin Gaussman was throwing split finger, split finger fastballs. He's like, these are really good pitches. He goes, watch him. The batter is not even flinching as if he knows that a pitch down and away is coming. And then fastball, he loads up and rocks it. Very interesting. Just mm. listening to him. Talk, so. Well, it takes a cheater to know a cheater, doesn't it, Well, this Alex? is, uh, I guess, once a cheater, always a cheater. Yeah. That is very true. All right, Alex. All right, quick break. 20 after 5, just getting started. Big program with Boomer and Geo at 6 on The Fan.